Evening, Mover Rabbi Say We begin Bezer Hashem is Borach Anu Perek. We are up to Perek Tishi, the ninth of ten Prakim here in Shara Tshuva. And as we get deeper and deeper into the Sefer, it gets more and more exciting. And here in Perek nine and ten, the ninth and tenth Perek, Chovazavav is going to tell us some astounding chedushim in the world of Tshuva. So let's begin. Is it possible to do tshuva on any sin that one may have committed? Is tshuva attainable for every single sin? That's even one question. And truth be told, there are people who have done such severe sins in their lives. Maybe on willingly, unknowingly, not understanding the severity of the sin before they appreciated the 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 Torah and the mitzvahs. And now, wow, now we see what it is. Hey, is it even possible to do tshuva? And like uh, Reb Sadia Goyen, we mentioned this just on Shabbos, Reb Sadia Goyen used to roll himself in his body in snow as a form of tshuva. An excessive form of tshuva. Says Talmidim says, Rebbe, you don't do any Averis. So what kind of tshuva are you doing? What are you doing tshuva for? So Rabsad Yigayin says, you're right. He says, but I learned this from a balabas that I once stayed at. I was once a host by somebody and he didn't treat me like you would expect to a great rabbi to be treated because he didn't know who I was. But I didn't make anything about it. It mistreated me. And then somebody else walked in and says, Oh, Rabbi Sadi Yagain, I didn't realize you were staying here too. When the host heard that I was Rabbi Sadi Yagain, he came over and apologized so effusely. I'm sorry, I didn't realize who you were. So I told him, You didn't mistreat me at all. He says, It's true, but I, if I would have realized who you are, I would have afforded you much greater respect and honor. So he says to Rapsad again, he says, I realized then, every day that I have a greater understanding in who Akadosh Baruch Hu is, I feel oive. I've, if I would have realized yesterday what I know today of how great Akadosh Baruch Hu is, I would have afforded him much more respect and honor. So that's what I'm doing tshuva for. So, certainly, as, as the more and more we understand who Hashem is, the more we realize. We're in need of tshuva, and we see, could we really do tshuva? I mean, now that I see how how much I've lacked that respect and honor for Hashem, can we really do tshuva? And the answer he's going to tell us in that question, is tshuva attainable for any sin? The answer is yes. But as well, what he's asking over here is, throwing out this question, making a little bit provocative for us, that we want to really thirst for the answer. Besides the fact, is tshuva possible and attainable for every any sin? Is it easy or harder for certain sins? More difficult for some, easier for others? That's also part of this question. And he's going to put it into categories as he is accustomed to do. So that's what he's saying. Again, is it possible to do tshuva, 
to really repent on any sin that may someone may have committed or not. I will say, in response to this question, there are two categories of sin. One category is only things that don't harm any other person. Certainly not in a direct way. Truth is, every time we sin, the world becomes a, a darker place. Every time we do a mitzvah, the world becomes a better place. So certainly everybody is affected. It can be in a minute way and in a very indirect way, but everyone is affected by any sin that we commit. It's like the famous marshal that the Medrash gives already. The analogy the Medrash gives is that there's a big ship going in the ocean. And there's a fellow, he just got a uh, a new drill. You know, one of those cordless drills. He wanted to try it out. He got it for his birthday. He wants to try it out. So he's drilling a hole in the, in the bottom of the boat. And the guy says, what are you doing over here? He says, I'm just trying out my new drill. I'm drilling a hole. He says, you can't make a hole in the boat. He's going to, it's going to, hey, hey, I'm making a hole just in my corner. What does that have to do with you? Obviously, you make a hole in your corner, it affects everybody. And that's the way it is. The, that's what the Chazal tell us. The Medrash tells us the same as they say. I can do a, an Aver in my, in, the, uh, in my own home. Nobody knows about it. It's my own little winkle, my own little corner. But I'm making a hole, and it makes an effect on everybody. But for that, I don't have to respond in tshuva to the other people. If it was an Aver that didn't pertain to them, if it was a sin that didn't directly have any harm to them, then tshuva is not demanded in such a situation. So there are certain Averis only between man and Hashem. For example, one who denies Hashem. Well, that's pretty serious. How do you deny Hashem? Let's see, there's a few ways to deny Hashem. One way is, I don't believe in God. Another way of denying Hashem is, these things that are happening, you know, like, the the war in, in in Israel what's happening? Do you know whose fault it is? I think it's this politician what he said, and I think it's the it's the the terrorists who started the war. And, I think, and that's denying Hashem. Hashem started it. Why? Because he wants to talk to us. He wants to give us a message. Another way of denying Hashem: you accomplish something, you do a good job, you stand back. Ah, that was pretty good. That was a pretty good job. I think I did a fine job over there. Uh, sir, no, no, no. It was Hashem. <laughs> Hashem allowed you to do that. Hashem was there guiding your hand the whole time. You leave him out of the picture, you're denying Hashem. Shleim HaMelech said it already. Now, Shleim HaMelech certainly was not a heretic, right? But Shleim HaMelech says, he says in Mishle, Pen Esba Viki Chashti. I may be too satisfied. I may have too much, be too successful. I'll deny Hashem. When the, that's the danger of becoming too successful. When you become too successful and things are working out, the next thing you know is you start taking credit for it. And when you start taking credit for yourself, that means you cut Hashem out of the picture. Cut Him out a little bit, cut Him out a lot. It's denying Hashem. 
That's what it is. My Shrabein already tells us in the Torah that when you're successful, you may say, Ooh, it's the strength, the power of my hand. It's my brains. It's my brute force. It's my good acumen that has brought me the success. And the Torah ter- says that's not true. You have to remember, it's Hashem who allows you to have this success in any area that it may be. So, this is something that's personal between me and Hashem. A person may deny Hashem. Or, another Avera that also only pertains between man and Hashem. Ill thoughts. Whether they're ill thoughts in terms of immorality, ill thoughts in terms of thinking about questions in Emuna without even expressing it for oneself. This is an interesting point. Matzpunim Aroim is that he has some evil plans. Now, he never carries it out. He may have some evil plans to steal from somebody. He may have some evil plans to harm somebody else. And we would think, ooh, that seems to be between man and his fellow man. No. Unless he carries it out, then it becomes, once he carries it out, then it becomes him and the other fellow. But if it's only something that he's thinking about and devising in his mind, at that point, that's an evil thought. But at that point, it has nothing to do with his friend. Because the truth is, like everything that happens in the world, even if Ruvain wants to harm Shimon, it will not happen unless it is so decreed by Hashem. So he could have this evil plan and uh, want to harm Shimon. At that point, it's still between him and Hashem. And therefore, the tshuva has to be, I really had uh, plotted to do something wrong to my friend. That's between him and Hashem, and that's what the tshuva has to be done. Furthermore, any sin that would be within the realm of the duties of the heart, the duties of the mind, which means a person may have uh, thoughts of he may have thoughts of of uh, of coveting somebody else, coveting somebody else's property. Again, unless he acts upon it, then that's between him and Hashem. Of loy sachmoid. Of course, loy sachmoid, that uh, the last of the Aseris Adibris, the last of the Ten Commandments is loy sachmoid, don't covet. Don't desire what someone else has. The Vilna Gain says that all of the Aseris Adibris Really, all boil down to that one avera, to that one commandment. Don't covet somebody else. Why? Because it all that it just that's the foundation for everything. If you are jealous of what somebody else has, that's a a uh, a, uh, a lack of amuna right there, and it just a breakdown in, in all, all of the acceptance of Torah and understanding what our purpose in the world is my own purpose in the world. So every could be hindered. And many things that pertain to things that have to do with action. Sitting in a sukkah, putting on tefillin, taking a lulav, wearing a talis, davening, keeping Shabbos. Nothing to do with other people. It doesn't affect them, certainly not in a direct way. That the only one who is really harmed over here is really the person himself. 
Now, certainly we know that when we affect somebody else and we try to harm somebody else, whether verbally or physically or monetarily, so we know that person is hurt from it. But sometimes a person says, you know what, I'm going to do this to spite Hashem. A person's angry at something or someone, or maybe angry at Hashem, I'm going to do this thing just to spite Hashem. And Rebbe Zavav is saying, yeah, you know, really the only one who gets hurt over here is the person himself. It's like a person says, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm so upset, I'm going to want to show people that I'm angry. He gives a bang on the table. The only one who gets hurt is, is him. He, he hurts his hand. It's like when we do, do something like to spite Hashem, it doesn't affect Hashem. Hashem is sad for us, but it doesn't affect him. The only one who loses out, comes above and says, is the person himself. But this is between him and Hashem. And what he's guilty for is that he is rebelling, denying Hashem, rebelling against Hashem. And that's the tshuva that he has to do. And that's going to be a whole category. Is it possible to do tshuva for any one of these aforementioned sins? And are some of them more difficult than others? That's going to be one category that he has to speak about. The second category is Vamin Hasheni. The second category is Interpersonal sins. It could be someone who harmed somebody else, physically harmed him, monetarily, whether he physically abused him, or he stole from him, or held back money from him, or didn't pay him properly, or just verbal abuse to somebody else. So now, now the sinner has gathered up some lack or loss within himself double-fold. First of all, first of all, he's rebelled because Hashem said don't steal. And Hashem says do not harm somebody else. And Hashem says do not steal. And so on and so forth. So he's rebelled against Hashem. And as well, Im Chamosai B'nai Adam. And as well, he has done a, a disservice. He has treated somebody, has mistreated somebody else. So here we see already what he's getting to, that this sort of tshuva is going to be a little bit more difficult because now he has to deal with the side that he's harmed or did, did something wrong against Hashem. And now he also needs tshuva for the mistreatment of somebody else. So these are already the first two categories and he's going to explain as he goes further breaking it down to understand some of them are going to be much easier to do some of them more difficult and some almost on the verge of impossible if not for this astounding Chiddush which he's going to share with us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will create tremendous Hashkacha Pratis tremendous divine intervention to assist the person in doing tshuva. So Mitzvah Shem will see that in the coming nights. A good tenacht.